Hello and welcome to Core Women. My name is Dr. Summer Watson and I'm the founder of Core Women and I'm also an empowerment strategist for women. So if you're listening to this podcast to delve more into empowerment strategies, well, you're here for the right reason. However, Core Women was also developed because it's a special place that provides a unique idea of home for the hearts and souls of women. It's a place for us to share our strength, energy, wisdom, and authenticity. It's a place for women to find support and strategic empowerment ideas that will help support their lives. Today on the show, I'd like to welcome Miranda Downey. She has worked in many different industries and is known by her many titles, such that she is a location independent professional, an actor, a multidisciplinary artist, an activist, and ordained minister. She's keeping life interesting with her many personal and professional interests. Let's get right into talking about your exciting journey, Miranda, and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being on the Core Women Podcast. So let's chat about your journey and how you've embraced so many various personal and professional interests, such as veterinary nurse to producer, actor, event planner, to your mermaid persona. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a big question, right? Right, right. There's (laughs) There's a lot lot going on. Yeah. I think that the the main thing that really all ends up coming back to is that I've always felt this inner uh, desire, this inner push, this inner knowingness that I wasn't always able to identify that was telling me that I needed to be doing certain things. And I don't understand it a lot of the times. Like, I don't understand why I felt like I wanted to be an actor. You know what I mean? Like, it just felt like something new and exciting to try. And then I ended up making all these new friends and finding this creative outlet that I had never really explored before. Um, I mean, maybe a little bit in theater, but when I started doing like film and television, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is a whole new world. This is amazing. Right. Same thing with like being a veterinary nurse. Like I, I just knew I had to like, the, the earth is very important to me. Protecting the earth is very important to me. Um, and helping animals is very important to me. So I just felt like, how can I do that? And when I was growing up, we didn't have a lot of the options that we do now to work in like conservation and ecology and things like that. So veterinary nursing sounded like the best way to start. Right. And I knew I had this interest in entertainment because I'm also very like connected to art. So I just didn't, I felt like I was constantly being pulled between art and science, art and science. And I was always trying to find a way to make it work. And I feel like just recently, I finally have. (laughs) And I've just come to accept that I am like an art activist. Like I, I really care about the planet, the inhabitants of the planet and I, I need to be doing art also for my own well-being, and now I'm finding ways to combine those, and it's beautiful. That is awesome. Now, would you say that your, mer- your mermaid persona is kind of how that comes together? That's, that's one way. Okay. Uh, yeah, I start, so I started walking, uh, I started swimming in my mermaid path um, about a year and a half ago because I, I was going through a really difficult time and I knew that I needed to have more like magic and whimsy in my life. I was dealing with some chronic pain issues that the doctors couldn't find the cause of. We finally did though. So yay. Yay. But yeah, it's so exciting. um, 
sometimes those journeys um, regarding finding issues in the body, especially when they're immune system type of issues, they can be really difficult to um, pinpoint. And it takes yeah, time. It was four years, four years yeah. of trying to figure out right. what was going on. And yeah, so it turns out I can't eat red meat. <laughs> wow. And I also had some like nerve dysfunction with my ribs. And so once we kind of got narrowed in on those things, we were able to move forward. But while I was in the midst of all this pain and depression, I knew that like one of the things I need in my life is art and I need to be connected to magic and whimsy. But I was becoming more depressed because I wasn't seeing examples of that in my life while I was going through these difficulties. So I kind of just decided that I needed to take control of it myself. And I started researching um, the mermaid, like the, the mermaiding as an activity and as an exercise. So I started researching how good it is for people who are in pain because it's low impact. You're in the water. You know what I mean? You're, yes. you're having this opportunity to just kind of be with your body in this, in this area where you're not feeling pressure on it. Right. There's a lot of buoyancy and there's a lot of right. freedom there. Right. But yet you're still getting that the exercise and the longevity that you need within your body and being able to stretch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it wasn't aggravating my rib nerve pain, which we didn't even know at the time that that's what it was, but it wasn't aggravating it. So I was able to, to do it and enjoy it. And that's also there was a magical and whimsical element to it, right? And so um, I just started connecting with other professional mermaids because I already had a background in performing and costuming and all of these other things. So I was like, I, I can actually make this like a thing. And I realized that I wanted my mermaid persona to focus on climate justice and teaching whoever connects to that magic and whimsy, whether they're children or adults, our elders, I wanted them to be able to join in that with me by bringing a little bit of lightness to the really heavy darkness that surrounds climate chaos. Right. Yeah. I think that's really interesting because it really does bring an educational awareness to the issue and to be able to do it from that, your perspective, from a very artistic perspective, I think is so important because it somehow can be digested, with, especially with kids, a little bit maybe easier and they can understand that. Yeah, thank you. That's, you're absolutely right too. And the other thing is, is a lot of adults don't like the like panic, doom and gloom sort of message that surrounds a lot of uh, information about climate chaos. Right. And I, I personally, like, I respond to that. Like I have since I was a child, I was writing letters to, you know, the governments in other countries when I was a child, asking them to like protect the rainforest and protect the oceans and things like that. So wow. it does work for me, but it also has a negative consequence to me and many other people in that there's still a feeling of helplessness that comes with that. And it's really heavy. Like it's just really heavy. And it, it leads to grief and, it, and, and there's depression that surrounds that. And we, we're just now starting to understand and accept that more. And there needs to be some lightness in the, in the messaging and everything too. Like right. we can still make a difference, but there needs to be a, a little bit more lightness. That's not, that's not to say we're not taking it seriously. Oh, it's right. just to say that not everyone responds to the same doom and gloom messaging. And right. we need to have messaging for those people too. 
I, I so agree with you. I mean, I understand both, both sides and the perspective that you're coming from because there absolutely has to be some way that maybe those who can't take in that heaviness and that doom and gloom can really take in what you're saying from a different perspective, the way that you're approaching it and the delivery of it. So with that said, somebody can digest it. And especially kids, rather than scaring them, here's a different way mm-hmm. of approaching education making it fun and bringing up, bringing that awareness to them. So I think that's great. So let me, let me take a step back here for a second, because I really like, like when I read your bio and you sent it to me, I really liked what you said about being a location independent professional. Now I want you to elaborate on how you define that for yourself. Okay. I'm a a mermaid at heart, right? So (laughs) I like to be traveling around. I like to be able to see new things, try new things. I'm I'm clearly uh, interested in having new experiences all of the time. And I feel like that keeps me young. And I feel like that keeps me, like my brain, uh, agile. And um, I'm the words are failing me now. Okay. <laughs> the irony no, of that. <laughs> no, I get it. And I love, I love that you call yourself a location independent professional because it doesn't box you in to that nine to five necessarily, or the four walls that, you know, we're constrained by sometimes. Absolutely. Um, I've tried doing that so many times in my life. And ultimately I always end up, uh, not feeling well, like it affects my, my well-being in so many ways. And this last round of having a really awful, like day job where I had to like commute for 45 minutes without traffic, right? If there was was even longer, also doing that, um, I was in uh, Boulder at the time. So also during that, like doing the, during the winter and things like that. So it was like, Oh my gosh. And just realizing how much it was just draining me of any energy to do anything creative, to spend time with my family. And also the place I was working was full of a lot of really toxic people. And after that, it was like a wake up call, right? Because I was also having these physical challenges with, you know, my body and pain. And I was, it took a while for me to understand this, but I eventually understood that that's just not what I meant to do. And I am not, um, I, I just, I can't be held in one place. I need to be able to go off and explore and experience new things. And I need to be able to have a profession that supports that. And that means I make a lot of my own, like I create a lot of my own jobs, right? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Because I have to. Right. But I also, you know, travel to the West coast and, and, you know, do, special events work with one of the studios out there. And you know what I mean? Like I, I do travel for work as well. Sometimes I, I kind of liken it to being like in the circus or something back in the day. Like I just kind of go where the work is. I'm making friends along the way. I'm performing along the way. I'm doing other types of work along the way. And every time I do it, I'm like learning something new and bringing more richness, richness into my life. But when I was staying in one spot, that wasn't happening. Right. And I understand that having worked in an industry, in the human service industry for years, and then finally when my husband retired from the military and then got another job and we settled in Virginia, Northern Virginia, 
I had thought back of, about what is it that I want to do with myself? Do I want to stay working in a hospital setting, in a clinical setting, you know, in what setting do I want to create for myself? And so that was a really important time where I thought, I'm going to create my own journey. And everybody mm. has to create their own journey for themselves. And I say this because I'm coming out with a book soon. As a matter of fact, I just made a post yesterday about uh, voting for the cover. And that book really talks about, you know, people might be shocked by the, um, by the title, but it really is about personal values. And it's about mm. discovery of your own personal values because your personal values are what drives your happiness, both personally and professionally. And if you don't have an awareness of that, that's going to be really hard to go to A, B, and C job if those don't align with your personality or your personal values. So. I think that we all have our own journey and that you have recognized what that journey is, is so valuable and so important. So I think that, you know, I asked this question about how do you define location independent professional? Because people need to hear that. People need to hear that you're taking that journey and this is what it means to you because that may really resonate with others. Yeah. And there's also been a, a rise in the availability of remote jobs, right? Right. So one of, one of my jobs is that I do freelance for a company that is a totally remote and we do digital marketing. So I'm able to work from, any, everybody's able to work, everybody on the team is able to work from wherever they are. And it allows us to live, uh, somebody, somebody in the group said it the other day, spontaneous and exciting lives. And I love that because that's true. And that's what life is to me. I feel like so often the way our society has been designed is very um, just draining and it takes so much opportunity away from the, the life that so many people might be able to experience if they weren't kind of stuck in, you know, you're stuck in a lease or you're stuck in whatever, you know right. what I mean? And if, yes. if you have some flexibility, I do have some privilege. Like I have so many friends in so many different areas that I always have people I can stay with. Um, I stay with family. You know what I mean? Like everybody mm -hmm. supports me in doing this. So I am privileged in that way. And I recognize not everyone is, but there is a rise in the availability of remote jobs. And so if somebody feels like that is, something that would work for them and they're very driven and ambitious and they're self-disciplined, then that's going to be an amazing option for yeah. so many people that wasn't an option for my generation, you know, starting out right. later in life that it's become an option. Oh, absolutely. I completely understand what you're saying. And that is so nice that the option is out there. I tell my husband, although he works a government job, he works in the office three days a week and two days a week he gets to telecommute. And quite honestly, I'm like, you're so lucky. Like that is such a nice thing to be able to do. And then, you know, he, he flies around to go do different workshops and such and, and oversees different workshops. And I'm like, that's such a nice job because seriously, when I was working in the hospital, I'm like, I come in here day in and day out and see yeah. people and, you know, assess the, you know, different people. And that's what made it exciting is being able to interact and assess different people. But at the same time, I had to rethink that and say, is that what I want to do? You know, is that truly what it, I'm passionate about? And right. 
we each, like I said, go on our, our journeys and we discover what it is that we are passionate about. Now, my next question is with all of your interests, what has been one of the most challenging aspects for you when juggling your many career interests and how have you overcome that challenge? I am not interested in, in fitting in a box and conforming. So I'm pretty critical of a lot of things that <laughs> try to make me or other people do that. And that does create tension. And it's not always good tension. Sometimes there's tension with, you know, companies, sometimes there's tension with people. Um, I think that living this sort of lifestyle I live, many people in our very capitalist driven society sees it as very like, not very responsible even though I always pay my bills and I have good credit and you know what I mean? Like, right. Um, but because I'm not as, um, I, I'm trying to choose my words so it doesn't sound judgmental, but because I'm not stuck in a routine, I don't like, right. Um, I think that there is some resentment that that can build from other people, including my friends and family. And that can be very challenging. The way that I deal with it is that, first of all, I'm always continuing to learn and try to understand why people do or believe or think the way they do. Um, and understanding how we are in a society that basically tells us our worth is determined by our production. And then further by our ability to consume, right, by buying things. Um, I decided that that isn't true for me. And I think that, yeah, that, that is something that can create a lot of tension. Wow. I just have to deal with it though, by continuing to believe in myself and knowing that I have to do these things for my own well-being. I have to do these things um, because it's what's best for me and that I don't need to be like, I don't need to, to back just, I'm going to back up just a little and talk about sure. location independent again for a minute. Right. So like one of the things, reasons that's also important to me, right, is because I am a, a responsible adult who's very capable. I don't need to be like, somebody doesn't need to be looking over my shoulder, making sure I'm working. If my work gets done on time, then I'm working. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I don't need to be in an office. I'm not like, it makes me feel like going to an office is like going to daycare and I'm being like infantilized and, and thinking that I, I, somebody needs to be watching over to me and make sure I'm doing this. If I need to go to a doctor's appointment, I have to ask for permission. Like all of that is bonkers to me. And I'm just not willing to participate in that. It's also really good like the, to telecommute because you're not contributing to, you know, the pollution and driving and whatever if you do commute. Right. So it's just like, to me, it's more responsible. Right. And right. And I agree with that. Like I align with that wholeheartedly, especially in this particular area that I live. They allow for, you know, the government allows for a lot of telecommuting because it does cut down on the traffic and a lot of different things that the pollution and various other things that it can cause in this area. So they really do try and accommodate that because it does allow for a lot of leeway and a lot of leverage in regards to working your job. And you're right, going into a job sometimes, you know, depending on management too, and the type of job, you feel micromanaged. And so mm -hmm. how do you live 
your own journey without feeling that you're overwhelmed or that somebody's imposing their own values onto you when that's not really how you want to live your life or your journey. So it sounds to me like right. you've really created something that works well for you and that's okay. So do it <laughs> and you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and that's, I think, where the success is. And that's where I think, you you know, it sounds to me like you've overcome your challenges is that you've created a life, but where you don't have to live in that box, in that construct, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would say it's all lollipops and rainbows, though, you know, as far as overcoming challenges, because they always kind of come up again, you know what I mean? Right. And there's always a new person I'm kind of talking to, and there's some tension and things or whatever. Um, and then also there are pros and cons to this too. You know, I don't always have steady income streams. Sometimes right. I'm like, Oh, what am I going to do about money? And I have to, you know, get quick and figure something out. So, I mean, there are pros and cons to it. I don't have any health insurance benefits. You know what I mean? Like right. I have to figure that out on my own. Um, so yeah, pros and cons to everything. Yeah. This just works better for my own well-being. Right. Um, and I mean that in my body and like my mental health. Like, and I think that also like my, just my ability to live my mission in life, which, you know, I clearly feel is very tied to raising awareness about being kind to our earth. And so, and then with bringing art into it, of course. And so if I have the ability to kind of live that mission from my, from my, my full being and not just like whatever's left over at the end of the day after working all day and commuting and cooking dinner, whatever, you know what I mean? Cause yes. I wasn't as productive then. That's just all there is to it. Right. I'm way more productive now. Right. And it sounds like what you're doing now really allow aligns with your values, you know, of that is a hundred percent true. So my next question is kind of the opposite of what I, I just asked you, but what would you consider one of your most successful or enlightening moments in your life, personal or professional thus far? Well, it's actually, I'm going to say it's something that happened really recently. Like I've had many moments in my career that personal and professional where I've just been like, oh, this feels better. This feels better to me than what I was doing. And so I've just kind of always gone with something that feels a little better, something that feels a little better, but I, nothing was still like really clicking for me. Like I was like, this is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. Right. And then during the spring, I was at a crossroads where I was making some decisions about my health and treatments we were going to take, which have turned out to be the right choice, which is amazing, but then also about um, what I was going to be doing with like my businesses and my professional life. And I signed up for a couple of classes. One was a class called Activate Your Mission, and it was helping you just really get in tune with your your mission and on this in this incarnation of your life or whatever you believe, and um, to then start walking in that path. And I felt like I had a general idea, but taking the course was really helpful because we were also in a group and we were, I was able to really fully come into that and accept what I need to be doing. And but I think the easiest way to describe it for me is like art as activism is probably like 
the best way to describe it for me. And that can involve so many of my skills, right? Like my marketing skills, my event production skills, my performing skills, my climate uh, justice skills, you know, all of that stuff comes into play. Absolutely. And then the other thing was I took this class called What Would Nature Do? And it was about Oh, I, the words kind of fail me always. It was a bit of, it was such a new concept to me, but it's combining theory U, which is a change management method. So the idea is you're leading from the future and you're, you're creating from that space. And the other part of that class was like this social permaculture um, sort of idea and that's going to sound really strange to people who don't know what so- permaculture is or theory you or anything and I understand that I highly encourage you to um, google it and, and do a little bit of research and see if it's interesting uh, that's how I started off <laughs> and w- what was cool is that I started understanding a lot of the way that our society is designed the way my life is designed different structures that exist in life <laughs> right um in politics in careers you know what I mean I just in, in our relationships personal and professional um our relationships with ourselves I just started understanding these things on a different level and suddenly everything clicked and I was like oh my god I understand why I never feel like I don't like I never quite feel like I fit in and never nothing ever quite feels right and it's because the way our society is set up is generally not something that's in alignment with our, my values personally. Right. And understanding that was uh-huh. freeing because I suddenly was like, okay, I don't need to participate in this stuff. Now that I understand it, now that I see where that resistance was, now that I see where I was like not clicking into place, like that's gone. I used the expression. It was like somebody gave me a machete and I could just cut down everything that was in my way and I could see my path more clearly suddenly and that was a huge moment for me I feel like it actually changed my life because Mm -hmm. I felt like reinvigorated I felt recommitted to my art I felt recommitted to my um my skills in other areas like marketing or event production I just felt like everything made sense all of a sudden and it was one of the most like difficult times also because both the classes involved a lot of inner work right and so there was a lot of pain that came up that had not been resolved there was a lot of anger there was all sorts of stuff but I worked through it I moved through it and I came out on the other side and I was just like a changed person um is awesome it was amazing (laughs) and you know one that really kind of you know, sounds to me like potentially, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it lifted a lot of guilt too, in that knowing that you're okay, that you don't have to live the way that others necessarily live in a certain construct that you can create your own construct to live within. And it's all right. Like, yeah, absolutely. hundred percent agree with that. That's great. You know, free to do that. And that feels good to you. And that's awesome. Like, I think that's totally cool that you found your path, that you found your journey, that you created your construct that really works for you where you feel lighter. Like, yes, now the world is meant for me, you know, kind of a deal. Yeah. And what, what else is cool about that is that I also, there's like this trusting that kind of came with it. Like, I trust that this is going to be able to sustain me. I trust that following this path 
will provide for me what I, and, and not in like too much of a woo-woo way, but just like, if I'm really confident and like you exude that, right. When you're really confident about something, when you don't care about, like if somebody else is in an alignment, you're like, okay, well, that's fine. We're just not meant to work together. That's okay though. Like no hard feelings, but I'm not going to waste my time on it and try to fit into the box because I've realized that doesn't work. And it always ends badly. Always, always, always. Right. Right. So there was, I like, there was this new sense of confidence that came with it. And so I was able to just like, I can, I am okay walking away from things now where I wouldn't have been before. Um, and I realized that I, that me being in a good place is the most important thing. I can't do anything else if I'm not, I can't be good at my job. I can't be good at creating art. I can't do those, you know, even maintaining relationships. I just can't if I'm not in a good space. Sure. That makes sense. Moving on to the last question that I have, and you've already given us a lot of wisdom here, but what words of wisdom can you leave the listeners with today? So I think that your life is yours to live. If you need someone to give you permission to live the life that you want to live, I give you that permission right now. (laughs) (laughs) Your life is yours to live. And you, as far as we know, this is the one shot we get at it. And you deserve to feel all the happiness and joy of making your dreams and goals a reality in this life that you get to live. So take that and let it empower you. Remember that this is your, everything has its own life to live, right? I mean, even like the little spiders, even the plants outside, like everything has their life to live. Let everybody else have their life to live too. Focus on you. Focus on doing what you have to do to make this life your best life because it really, as far as we know, it's all we we get. And it's that important. You are that significant and you deserve to see your goals come into reality. Well, I love that. I love those words of wisdom. And thank you, Miranda, for joining me on the Core Women podcast today. I really appreciate you having me, Summer. Thank you so much. If you'd like to know more about Miranda Downey, follow her on LinkedIn. If you need a strategic empowerment coach, contact me. If you want to tell your story of empowerment or how you have reconstructed your life to drive change, send me a video or an email of your story providing permission to use it on my social media platforms. If you want to be featured on my podcast, reach out to me at info at corewomen.com. I want to hear from you and to get to know you. You are now part of the Core Women home. Let's get to know each other. Let's learn from one another. Please follow Core Women on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Please let your women friends know about this podcast. If you write about Core Women in your social media posts, please hashtag Core Women. This is all about women. Thank you for taking the time to learn more about Core Women And please stay tuned for continued growth of the Core Women movement. Let's grow and drive change together.